the only one that. Yeah, <clears throat> but the one that uh, fascinated me the most was this legal battle that the Uvalde City oh, this yeah. thing turned into. Not really about the facts of the shooting, but now it's this legal thing because it's taken a turn. And it reminds me of 9-11 because if you talked about the discrepancies or inconsistencies of the departments responsible to prevent 9-11, the Pentagon and the Air Force, it's like conspiracy. People still aren't really awake. But this mirrors 9-11, but everyone's awake. It's this terrible event, and everyone is now awake to the fact that they're covering their ass. At the very least, they are guilty of covering their ass and hiding something. Yeah, I don't think I, I, it's interesting. I, I've come across one person on one, either one side of the political aisle that... I'm listening. There's a big fly that's been... Oh, you're good. He's so big at his head moves. <laughs> I got to like clean out my studio after I kill this guy. Yeah, I don't think there's one person on either side of the political aisle that thinks that the way that the cops responded to the Uvalde shooting was anything other than just a complete and utter embarrassing failure. Yeah. But that's and now not, they're trying to cover their ass. Yeah. Would you agree that that's not the way it is with 9-11 if you talk about how... No, definitely not. So it's interesting, right? Now it's almost like COVID. Now everybody's awake and paying attention. Now everybody is awake and paying attention to how fucked up the system is. And wow, what a show. Like everyone's watching them fumble the ball. We don't have to talk about it. It's like, all right, here we go. Watch this. Right in front of our faces. Yeah. I think I got him. You get him? He's either going to be unconscious for a minute or I got him. <laughs> So, yeah, you want to dive into this article, uh, the Uvalde? Uh... Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Well, uh, I mean, why you not been sleeping? What's been up? Busy as shit? No, I just had that show Monday night and just haven't caught up since then. Monday night. A Monday night show, huh? Yeah, we had a show, uh, a band from Colorado coming through. And oh, we had cool. booked this show to help them out forever ago. Right on. So, yeah, and it was... Uh, it was a good turnout for a Monday night, surprisingly. Thought I was gonna be bunk, but had a bunch of people. That's cool. Yeah. Where was it? At the boom boom room. Boom boom room. I need to call them. I'm still trying to book my leg of the tour. They're probably booked. Nah. The boom boom room, what day of the week are you gonna be through coming through? Wednesday the twentieth through Saturday the twenty third. I got a place in Metairie today on the line about Friday and Saturday, possibly with Son of a Gun. Oh, nice. Um, and then I got to find a third. I mentioned a Doom band from Lafayette because he was like, "Do you have local support?" And I was like, "Just trying to make it sound like I do." <laughs> Do you know the Doom band from Lafayette? Golgothan. Yeah, oh, saying. we're not really a Doom band. Uh, well, you know what I'm saying. Just yeah. And what, what date you said you be coming through again? Wednesday, July 20th through the 23rd, which is Saturday. 22nd and 23rd are probably gonna Fuck. 
One of those is going to be, I think, at this place in Metairie. Maybe the shitty part about that is that I'm going to be out of town those days. But I'm trying to get something Wednesday and Thursday in Lafayette. <clears throat> Green Room's never gotten back to me. I called. Green Room, uh, so they're not going to, man, to be honest with you. Like, they do, them doing shows is like an extremely rare occasion. Oh, uh, gotcha. Like, they're not really even a music venue. Like, I, we had to rent a PA to bring in there and all kind of shit. I mean, I know they're not a music venue, but um, they're on Indie on a Move. IndieOnTheMove.com. They're one mm. of the venues listed, and it says all genres. And there's contact info to try to. Oh, well. I mean, Devin Dressel is a bartender there, so you can hit him up. Devin Dressel? Yeah, you know Devin. Um, Back from Death of Skepsis days. Used to have long hair. Come to every show. Anyway. I know the face, man. Yeah. It's people and names. This is boring for people that don't know these people. Yeah, well, I'm still booking that tour, so fucking uh boom boom room i gotta call them yeah uh boom boom yeah, room you should have a good chance of uh getting on with really yeah i don't think it's particularly hard to book the boom boom room well depending on like for me i've never played there never met nobody i'm not in the scene so where do i you know indie on the indie on the moves the only place or their website and i've looked and messaged an email that like two months ago and so i don't know if i'm even getting the right person i'll ask jarek who the contact is over there as i i don't know i don't book nothing maybe but i'll ask my email and just didn't like my band so they were like that's okay it's not okay. they book everything over there it's not just metal so yeah so anyway fucking uh i'll try and like i said get some contacts for you <laughs> Dude, that would be awesome if you could. I'm going to try. No promises, but I will try my best. But yeah, that's why I'm sleep deprived. Just had a show Monday and I just haven't caught up with sleep since then. Word, man. I got one Friday. Oh, yeah. That should be yeah. fun. And somebody else that has a show is the Uvald Police Department and the, <laughs> pri- the private firm that they hired to. Yeah, argue. so they have a. They have their own attorney, which they are trying to also uh, block from allowing the public to, to get their comments. And then they hired this private law firm as well. I mean, what a fascinating turn of events this is. She said the city has not voluntarily released any information to a member of the public. What a general statement. Well, what, what, what they did was so the the attorney from the private law firm that the Uvalde police department hired Cynthia has reached Trevino. out to the, yes, Cynthia Trevino, uh, who works for Denton Navarro, Roca Bernard and Zach wrote a letter to the Texas attorney general, which is Ken Paxton asking Paxton for a determination about what information is required for the Uvalde police department to release to the public, which is standard practice in Texas. Uh, but the letter included a bunch of exemptions that they were requesting that was from a wide variety of, uh, like exemption of a wide variety of records in part because they say they're being sued in part because some of the records, 
uh, might include, quote, highly embarrassing information, uh, quote, information that's not of legitimate concern to the public, uh, in part because the information could reveal methods, techniques, and strategies for preventing and predicting crime, in part because some of the information may cause or may regard emotional slash mental distress, and because uh, it's being investigated by Texas Rangers, the FBI, and the Uvalde County District Attorney. So they're trying to basically not allowing any of the information from the, I believe they said 148 separate public records requests that have been sent their way. And they're basically trying to lump all of that, all of them together to make a, a broad argument as to why they shouldn't be required to respond to any of them. Yeah. Because some of that is body cam footage from when it happened and you know, there's, this timeline of events and once you open up the pandora's box of being able to investigate uh uninhibited basically yes you really do unravel the whole thing because the police knew about the kid's violence because he shot his grandma, announced it live, and she, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, called 911 instead of been shot by my son who just left. And then he wrecked his truck. Mm-hmm. Right. And then from there, he ran over to the school. And from the police report and their account and all that of whatever about when he wrecked and the shooting happened. There's holes because it's a like impossible if you've ever been apparently in a car accident where you've rolled over. There's a period of time it's going to take you to get out the car just to assess where you're at and make sure you're not dying before you try to climb through your upside-down car on the side of a highway. Imagine that. You're not just going to pop out of your car. You're going to be like shitting yourself and wondering what happened. And then you're going to find your gun and then you're going to like hop a fence and run and get through a door. So that's even actually even more time for the police to respond to what they know is like a shooter out there and it's a small town. So if they let any of this information out, the body cam footage, you open up all that. And I mean, they're already fucked. Hiring a private firm to protect them from the protect them from what really? I mean, releasing information, but it's like a private firm comes in to protect them from government processes. Which, by the way, you know, they whenever a criminal or a supposed criminal gets arrested for a crime. They have no problem releasing their their previous criminal history, yeah. you know, before conviction. I mean, right? Before they've been proved proved that they've committed the crime, right. they're okay right. with releasing details about their past that could be considered embarrassing. Their criminal history, all the things that they're trying to admit from these public records requests. So. Um, it's kind of hypocritical, but it's a common practice, I think, in policing. You know, when it, when it comes to body cam footage, and they call that out, add that out in this article. 
that it's it's difficult to obtain body cam footage whenever it's in you know whenever it paints the police in a negative light however when it's convenient and it works for the narrative that they're trying to portray they'll release the footage so another example of that they're also concerned one one of one of the concerns was and it makes sense that that it can give away their tactics and their strategies what tactics and strategies to not go in and save children's lives as they're being murdered in the classroom? Yeah. No, I think they're they're just covering their ass because it's pretty obvious, right? That's what makes this whole thing so fascinating. Yeah. This legal battle that I mean, wow, right? Yeah. And I was listening to uh Media Roots. And Abby Martin, they made such a great point relative to the timeline of events that, oh, it's slipping me. But, oh, shit, man. I got nervous and, and, it, and it went away. <laughs> what you get nervous about? What did I anyway. get about? I don't know. So what about the timeline of events? I'm still trying to remember. It's like right on the tip of my tongue. Let me let me find it. Oh, that her and Robbie are starting to really this is their words, see how openly rigged the system is by this fiasco happening, basically. And what she said was she can't help but wonder at this point what they're trying to hide if one of the officers themselves didn't. You know, one of the officers uh, themselves didn't what? Shoot one of the kids. Like, what is it that they're trying to cover up other than just fucking up the process? And even then, it's the, they fucked up the process so much, it's almost like they let it happen they're just trying not to go to jail because they fucked up so bad right well yeah well i mean i don't know if it would be enough evidence even if, if you go to jail for what that's my question right exactly Specifically, I, I, I don't know what it would be for but for something but, right something happened i mean they fucked up royally yeah well obviously like i said it's one of the few things in the news today where like it doesn't matter what kind of what side of the aisle you fall on everyone, <laughs> what sorry dude it made me laugh the sudden change of background all right go ahead oh i didn't see because i wasn't looking at your screen yeah that's all right go ahead what were you saying just that whatever side of the uh, side of the aisle that you fall on it doesn't really matter like everyone agrees that this is like a major fucking fumble on their the police department in uvalde to what degree do you think it is i think it's to to such a to such an extreme degree that i think i don't know foul that. play that's, that's what i'm I, saying it's well, there's, there's fuck up so, so many bad. witnesses on the screen that were witnesses on the scene that were parents and things like that like Oh if yeah, the detaining they, of parents. Well, but not but if they did, kids. if they someone did do something like shoot a child or something like that on scene, I would have th thought that one of the parents that were there that weren't detained because there weren't parents there that weren't detained would have 
spoken up about something like that. If they saw it, I mean, there's a lot of cops and a lot of things happening and multiple sure. doors and windows. And I don't know. I wasn't there on the scene. I'm sure it was chaotic. I don't know. But that seems a bit extreme to me that one of the cops shot the kids. But uh, I think pure incompetence is more likely in fear for their own personal lives. But I don't know. Yeah. I haven't... I haven't studied the timeline and we can't get the records of like the body cam footage and things like that, because it's, it's pretty clear that the police are trained to protect themselves. They don't put their life on the line. Like they're not there to protect people. There's it's, they're not. Well, this is this uh, example. I mean, this is a clear example of that. Yeah, it seems like the police would be there. I mean, that's why you have SWAT teams with all this crazy equipment. And they just stood back and literally let it happen because they were there. The teacher in the room where all the uh, kids, where it all happened and he survived, he said that he was talking to the police outside the window. They were that close. more about them getting home back home to their families than yeah. actually protecting the public, which is what, what you sign up to do whenever you get that, that type of job. So it seems to me that they fucked up so bad that they're either going to be guilty of something really bad because they straight up violated what they were there to do, or they were told to stand down and they let it happen. You know what I'm saying? One of those yeah. two things appears to happen to me. Which there's some conspiracies about about that as well out there, being basically told to stand down. Hmm. Yeah. I don't and know. What fascinates, if... what fascinates me is how not conspiracy it is to talk about it because they fucked up so bad. Everyone's yeah. watching. You know what I mean? That's the interesting part. Well, hopefully, there's enough public oh. pressure on the Texas attorney general to where he basically tells them that they have to release all of the fucking data to the public. But I'm not hopeful for that. What were you going to say? Biden, one of the first things, if not the first thing he said publicly about it was nothing about an investigation to find out what happened. It was a reinforcement of our need for police and some weird thing. When this happens, you call for an investigation, right? It seems like there's a deflection of a a slick deflection of the masses, like a dog. Come over here. And you just distract them away from there. They don't know. And nothing bad is even happening. You just lead them. So immediately went to gun control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You get the president to... Not just Biden, this is his advisors. Biden, do not talk about an investigation. Do not say anything like we're going to look into it. We'll get to the bottom of it. We'll find out who, what, and what. Nothing. Don't go that direction. Go this direction. That's what it appears. So I, here's the thing. Whether intentional or not. Biden voters, and I've spoken with one before the election and after and We've talked about it before. We know this person. I'm not tooting my own horn because it's 
anybody that's paying attention can predict these things. But the end, nobody getting health care during a pandemic, weed not becoming legal, more wars, more money for wars, less money for the people. They're going to play games. Um, everything's going to get worse. Generally, all these things that people like us know about Biden, how he's basically the puppet, like he's the groomed by the CIA. He's the CIA guy. You know what I'm saying? He, yeah. is, he is the establishment. He is the regime that goes back to the end of World War II. Like, this is not good. So these things are predictable. And what makes me kind of vindicated is watching it all happen. You know, like now all of a sudden these Biden voters want it, want a war and want us to be buying Ukraine and they're watching our government give all of this money that we need to fund a war, a proxy war, while we had the worst pullout in the history since Vietnam. It's like it's nothing but war happening. And it's S and getting worse. Uh, you know, probably something with China because <clears throat> we owe them a lot stuff. of money. You know what I'm saying? So like all this stuff is happening. And it's like, where's this good guy at? Now, I'm not saying Biden's the reason for high gas prices. I'm saying Biden is plays with the Biden uh does the bidding of the establishment. He's bought out by all of it. I know that's broad strokes, but that's what we're watching. We're watching the war machine, the pharmaceutical machine, the media machine, the global machine, the Israeli power structure, you know, and we're going to get into, that's a perfect segue into this thing about bananas, but why all these prices are going up. And what I think is so fascinating about this article was, I remember when this stuff started happening and the general wow. narrative was what, Jesse, it was redneck right-wing conservative truckers who didn't want the vaccine. The reason for the supply chain being held up was people who didn't want the vaccine, so they weren't there to work. And then you read this article. Where is it at? The hidden fees that make your bananas and everything else cost more. And we find out that it's this company, and it starts there because they're recording record profits. But everybody... Yeah, they below, started... Yeah, before the, record, this is before the, the pandemic, single-digit profits post pandemic 50 something percent profits the crux of yeah the, the crux of this for me is if if, the, if this inflation is organic inflation because that's how shit happens supply and demand dummy then explain why the where it all goes to where's the name of this corporation agopo something maybe you can find it but why are they having record profits because they simply did this on purpose to jack up prices Jimmy Dore broke it down pretty good on an episode recently with the guy about it's simply all about raising the prices for profits. This is all engineered. This could be fixed. They talked about ways they it fixed. kicked off with the pandemic basically. And yeah. And I mean, this is, this is deep and detailed when you start talking about the supply chain, because this article is no joke, but, I'm not saying Biden's the cause of everything in the world, but Biden plays to the tune of 
he was bred for this. He's like an Australian cattle dog wrangling sheep. Biden was bred to play ball with big companies like this that are responsible for literally inflation right now. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, through, at least in America, through. our supply chain, you know, there's a ball player in China too. everywhere. A port is taking stuff, but like right here in America, Biden could make decisions that would fight this. There are things to be done to mitigate inflation. There's truth to be told from the media that is on, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is crazy. So let's get into this. Can you, can you intro this article about the fucking? Yeah, this article basically breaks down the, actually, I'm going to do this. Am I talking too much? No, you're good, man. All right. I'm trying not to say like and. um. Oh, turn on screen sharing for me. Oh. There you go. Oh, these allow me to. Uh, we got co- our jam tape is out now, everybody, for Alvin and the Tenders. And I'm digging it, dude. I'm liking our jam tape. And I've decided to make custom golf balls, also known as jam balls. So pre order them now. Custom jam balls. Yeah, it's for when you're putting and pitching, practicing, also known as jamming, right? Oh, okay. I don't know shit about golf. Cool. Well, you got to practice your putts and your pitches. Because that's where you lose the game. Anybody, any old ape can hit a ball as hard as they can a couple times. Tap it in. Let's see where you are. Fuck yeah. So, well, uh, I'll have to order me some uh, Alpha and the Tedinators golf balls. Or for when you're in a jam, you use this ball, water hazard, wood hazard. This is the ball you sacrifice because this target, which is our logo for our jam tape, uh, it, it, it improves accuracy and distance by the team. 47 by 53 percent yeah uh, n- not that much two to three percent mm. uh for expert swingers but still get your jam measured uh five one for f- one for six five for 15 okay, okay. got all it right. all right back to this article <laughs> anyway so they have a, a nice little breakdown of why you're paying more for everything now right and he gives it a quick intro of how how this all works, right? So you're paying more for everything, and much of it can be tracked back to the COVID-19 lockdown whenever consumers started buying more goods online. And they give the example of like couches and electronics. So with uh, cargo ships that were, were focused more on bringing stuff in rather than taking containers or uh, out, the empty containers started piling up. So the ocean carriers were in a really good position to profit because they have two fees that they can essentially tack on to these shipping companies. Fees called detention and demur- demurrages, I believe, uh, which we'll show you here in a, in a few minutes. Uh, detention is basically whenever a trucking company gets charged. A f- well, let me let me proceed. Sorry. Our podcast is like a public service, you know, just reading this stuff out for people. They can let, they don't have to go read this boring propublica.org. They can just listen yeah. to it. You're, so you're welcome, people. Yep, you're welcome. You're fucking so welcome. since the ports didn't have any more room, the, the carriers refused to accept the empty containers uh, and they charged them the late return fee. And that late return fee is called a detention. 
Um, so it's like they give the example in this article, like, let's say you rent a car from the airport and then you go to return it and they're like, well, sorry, the airport parking lot's full. So you got to keep it. And by the way, we're going to continue to charge you every day that you have it. So, uh, with the ports full, the ships carrying stuff in things like couches and bananas began backing up at sea. And then when the goods finally arrived, the truckers couldn't pick them up on time because the chassis were still occupied by those empty containers because they had no room, more room at the ports. So the, the ocean carriers charged late pickup fees too. So because they weren't picking up the goods coming in on time, they were charged. So they're charging them on both sides. They're charging them the late pickup fee and the fee for not returning the chassis, uh, the empty containers on time. And there's that one example of the yeast bag in one shipment. Did you read that? Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. Um, so I got 10 minutes and then we'll have to bust another session or you got to feed the bee a bit. Yeah, I need to do that and then we'll bust another session. All right. Yeah. So the yeast exploded. It was so hot. Anyway, those over. fees that get charged on both the front and the back end, they end up making their way back to us. And that's the breakdown of essentially how since the fucking pandemic has started, these ocean shipping companies have made record profits in their margins. Uh, I mean, record margins, and we are paying record inflation prices for everything that's getting shipped in because we're American and we import everything. We don't make shit here. And this is going to continue to hurt our pockets books for probably a long time. And this all started how again a truck the truckers didn't they couldn't pick it up they couldn't afford to pick it up just consumer demand like ordering they claim just consumer demand at the beginning of the pandemic during lockdowns where consumers just started ordering more and the the cargo ships were essentially rather than focusing on bringing empty containers out of the ports they just kept bringing more and more stuff in in the midst of a global supply chain crisis, none of the truck companies that Importer normally worked with were willing to come and get the containers. So what? why were the truckers not willing to come get it? Because they had to be vaccinated? Because the problem isn't until the containers pile up and they tack on fees and they can't afford them. That's why they weren't willing to go get it. Because that they would they would charge these detention fees because they would go pick up this container and they would go deliver the load right and they'd go to bring the empty container back. Well, there's no room at the ports because they have to schedule appointment to drop the container off. So and that's it was, where it's, it's, su it's super dark. Yeah, so it starts at like Return. when they're going to drop the the container off. There's no appointments at the ports, so because you can't just show up with the container like here you go and. Uh, and be done with it. Like you have to schedule an appointment when there's no appointments available, then you get charged late fees to hold onto that container. And by the way, as a trucking company, think about it, this aspect, you can't go pick up another load because you have this fucking empty container. You're just sitting on. And it's pending. Cause you can't, and it's just that. pending. And so you're paying money with this empty container on your truck and you're not able to make more money to go get new containers because your chassis filled up with this empty container that you're just sitting on. And it's better to pay those fees because it affecting your business reputation in the future well, it's worse. That's what it said well, in the well, article. Like in the article, the, for the, that the port, what, what, what they, they could do is they essentially 
after not paying your fees for a long enough time and not returning the container, they just, they blacklist you essentially from being able to pick up from that port. Well, now you can no longer get goods from whatever importer you're, you're purchasing for yeah. driving for. And so then you you lose reputation, you lose that client essentially. And then that happens enough times and you're out of business. So you're, so they're essentially forced to pay that fee. It's yeah, it's a big racket. Like you can't just be like, Hey, the reason I can't return this container is because of you, you stupid fucking ocean shipping container company. See, that's interesting and, because the narrative when it was happening was that it was these truckers that didn't want to get vaccinated. Remember the whole trucker rally? Well, that was in, in is this that, two different things that I'm thinking two different of? things. Yeah. What was that trucker rally then? That was in Canada where. Because it's, were, it's all part of the same uh, supply chain inflation story, though, right? Because truckers and supply chains and they don't want to get vaccinated because that's even what I thought. And I pay attention and I thought. You know what I'm saying? So imagine if you don't pay attention, you just get it from the news and you're thinking, you're thinking, well, if people would have got vaccinated, that's my whole thing with the story. Because like the narrative is if people would have just got vaccinated, these right wing truckers, then we wouldn't have got all backed up. They would have got picked up the load. Is that so, the narrative though? I don't think that's, that's the, the narrative. narrative I got. I'm not creating that. That's the narrative I got when I was just watching it happen. I never looked into it. I was just getting it. That's the narrative. I never looked into it. This is the most I've looked into about supply chain shit. So I might be conflating the two, but even so, my point is still that that's part of this narrative. That's how propaganda works. Is It works on me. You know what I'm saying? So like the stuff I saw, I don't know what it was. Do you remember there's the whole big convoy? thing that there was a trucker convoy in Canada where that's they were they were protesting. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know that this was necessarily related to the supply chain issues that we're having now. When was that trucker convoy? Because this article is, I don't know when it was. But this had more, you remember when all the, you, you were seeing in the news, all of the, all of the uh, ocean liners outside of the ports in Los Angeles and on the, on the West coast. Do you remember seeing that in the news? How they were so jammed up. Yeah. They were sitting out there on the ocean. That's, right? that's what this is about. Okay. The, oh, so, so this trucker rally began in early 2022. I remember it was uh, January 22. And this is Wikipedia. So let's see what the, the freedom convoy Mm -hmm. Series of protests and convey, uh, block, yeah, series of protests and blockades in Canada against COVID 19 vaccine mandates and restrictions. Called right, that's what it was convoy. about, but I don't know that uh, they're not saying that it caused the supply chain crisis that we're seeing. It was, it was at the time talked about as something that will because yeah, probably so the truckers can't cross the border and ship into America from Canada if they're not vaccinated and they don't want to get vaccinated. So that turned into this big right-wing trucker hmm. anti-vax. Look at all these idiots and their trucks and rallying and shit. And now they're I can see that, but here's it. Now they're going to cause inflation. So that's how, because this isn't talked about. The, no. There's but a, the, what's the, that private company that did this? Agopo? Ihopo? Do you remember? No, there's a, there's a bunch of ocean companies that they're talking about in here. Haga. There's one that it went all the way up to. Sorry, you go on. I just wanted to. Well, the reason I'm saying that, like this two separate issues, because in particular, the ports that they're referring to in this article that 
are really having the huge supply causing this huge supply chain issues are the ports on the West coast, which would be related to American truckers, which never had that vaccination issue, right? That the Canadian truckers were facing. So in particular, this is referring to the, the logistics issue we were having with our biggest ports in our country, which is our ports in like LA and, and on the West coast. But I, I, I could definitely see what you're saying because at the time, yes, they're definitely, we're relating the, some of the supply chain issues we were having for some goods to that trucker convoy. Hey, pack. Hey, pack. Right. And you were right. It's one of multiple companies. That's the company that actually had the banana issue. They had all these bananas, 600,000 pounds from Guatemala and Ecuador bound for Port of Long Beach in California. Packed refrigerated containers were offloaded by cranes for trucking to a nearby warehouse where the fruit would be sent to supermarkets nationwide in the midst of a supply chain crisis. So they were already in the midst. So, so think, so yeah, so think about that. So they ship, you know, $600,000 worth of bananas in on this container, right? It gets to the port. So what? Well, the, 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 they can't get truckers to come to the port to pick up those containers. So the, Oh, this ocean company, Haypag, is like, all right, well, we're, the, the, your, your past your date for when these containers are supposed to leave the port. And why so the you, we, we're going to charge you, we're going to charge you every day to come and to, to leave these containers at the port. The reason the truckers aren't picking up the containers Dylan, is because on the trucker side of things, they cannot get appointments to bring back the empty containers from other shipments. So it's just the appointments. It's not anything to do. With- it, there's just no room and it's just this compounding problem that keeps happening. So like they, they ship that and I'm just having fun trying to actually get to like the, the cause. I mean, where does the crisis start here? Like why didn't they have any appointments? there's no room in 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 the ports there's no room in the ports because they have so much there's shit, more right? containers there's more containers at the ports than they have room to like take in empty containers and the truckers are unable to like bring back their empty containers to take out those new containers out of the ports so and then the ocean companies are essentially charging them on both sides the people that are importing the goods yeah, with the like- containers sitting at the docks and the truckers that are holding on to the empty containers that can't deliver them back to the dock. They're getting charged on both sides. I get that. But the truckers, they can't. All right. So my question is, I get what happened. They got backed up, but what happened? Cause if it's, the truckers return. Let me, let me consumer say, let me demand. Let me, let, me, let me finish. If the truckers return and they can't unload their empty containers, then it's not the truckers' fault. Something happened at the dock. Right. The dock has too many goods coming into it, so the truckers can't unload their containers. So it's just that's what I'm saying. Like it, it started as just, oh shit, we just got too much stuff. Yeah, the culprit is essentially consumer demand increased to a point to a point where just docs couldn't handle it. And 
the response of the Biden administration to handle inflation has been much different than what presidents have done in the past in similar situations. And actually- I mean, you could fucking probably regulate these uh, these companies that are charging these detention and demerge fees and not allow them to do that it's it's like right because that predi- adds it's, on predi- it's predatory yeah absolutely on. it's predatory business practice is what it is so yeah and they- that's where the problem is right there because it's these companies like yeah, it's a you- predatory business practice because they're right, like a, there's a legitimate problem you know there's just uh, they're having uh, record th- profits right and they're just they're, hiking up the prices because they see opportunity for profits. Inflation and it's creating a worse and worse problem because, you know, the especially the trucking companies don't even want to pay, play ball anymore. That's why they're like, they're saying, so, yeah, well, if you pay us $12,000 more or whatever it was that they wanted to charge that banana company, because like we're going to get hit with these fees. We're going to have these late fees for holding on to the trailer for this amount of time and so that's interesting because the problem started with it just being too much coming in. Yeah. And the problem was just like hammered it in and got it going with the company deciding to charge exorbitant fees. Yep. So and then the it's creating a worse and worse no problem longer, now. The problem is no longer the in what's coming in. The problem is the company. And that's what's so fucked up. Companies. Knees. All these all of these maritime companies shipping companies and by the biden administration the biden administration's response i would recommend listening to one of that that recent jimmy door episode where the guy explained basically i don't remember his name but it's it was a lot you know but it basically just comes down to them intentionally doing it simply to raise prices so everything else you hear in the news and how and then he talked about old examples where when inflation was hitting and this was happening, I don't remember the names. I think it was Carter or Reagan or something. They would introduce some kind of government. It's like a card or like a ticket or something that allowed you to buy groceries and basics or something that it was a right way to combat inflation so that it doesn't compound and get worse like it is now. And the, what, what Biden, the Biden administration did effectively is the worst thing you could do so much like the Uval police response. It's so bad. It's gotta be either on purpose or just like cowards didn't want to do it. So it's like the Biden administration's response to this is like the third wave. And his response is so off compared to what a president should do economically speaking that it's like, something's happening here. Like, He's like working in tandem with these people. I guess, but I mean, to me, it's making him incredibly unpopular. And if you're someone who is wanting to hold on to power. But the the thing I keep hearing is that Biden's not the reason for inflation because it's happening everywhere around the world. So like I, I have a hard time pinning it back to thinking that people are actually upset with Biden other than, you know, People that are going to be branded right or something. His approval rating is in the absolute toilet. Um, so is it just this night? coming November? There's, you know, that a lot of people are predicting that it's going to be a there's going to be a red wave. 
Yeah, I'm sure. So we'll see. Uh, but I don't know. It seems like according to polling and everything, a lot of these decisions that they're making are making them incredibly unpopular. And if you're someone who is like addicted to power, I don't know why you would make these types of decisions, you know? Cause you're bought out and compromised and you're working right. in favor of those entities at the top that are experiencing record profits. I mean, look at, look at all the money we just sent to Ukraine. We're fighting this proxy where we got all that money over there. Um, you know, we're doing everything everywhere except here. And what we are doing here is destroying here and making it worse. Do you know what I'm saying? It's getting pretty bad over here. It is. <clears throat> it's pretty crazy. And I mean, and then the gas prices going up, but it's a compounding thing as well, you know? Yeah. Also uh, making truckers not want to ship goods and passing the, the, the cost of that onto consumers. Yeah. I mean, I had to raise the price of our jam balls to to one for six dollars instead of one for five, just to cover the increase in in shipping. Yeah. So it's hitting everybody. Everybody, even if you want jam balls from Alfred and the Ted Naders. And I just mentioned about <clears throat> fucking all the money goes and what they're doing. So let's let's just cover this EPA article real quick. Cause it was a lot. You're going to have to take this one. I didn't understand this one that well. Okay. I, I didn't understand much about it anyway, but basically the Biden administration has seems like they just switched two types of chemicals out for one for the other. Right. Yeah. There's these chemicals that they found out in the drinking water is uh, even below what they can measure is still bad for your health. And I saw an article before this article that talked about how like really fucking bad it was. For some reason, this was the one I sent you. So here we are. Mm. So the, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA, released four drinking water health advisories for per and polyfluoroalkyl substances, PFAS, uh, under Biden's action plan to deliver clean water in a Administrator Reagan's PFAS strategic roadmap. So basically, the Biden administration is dumping about five billion into fixing drinking water for uh, poor communities and things like that. Basically, Flint. You know, like let's finally get Flint done. So this is happening now. I don't have anything conspiratorial to say other than, wow, how fucking bad is our water, bro? Yeah. So it. it they had PFASS pollution in, in our water beforehand is what this article is saying. And they're switching out the, those chemicals with Gen X and PFBS. Yeah. That doesn't sound good. Just give me some electrolytes, man. Yeah, man. Just put liquid IV in the, um, I was just, yeah, man. Just put some liquid IV in the tap and we're all good. What the fuck are we doing? Give me a welfare card. That's only good to get, liquid IV and Zevia and just put the alkalines in it. Perfect, man. That's we got a healthy need. society. So the Biden administration is putting a shit ton of money. It says right here, 3.4 billion in funding that's going through the drinking water state revolving funds, the SRF lowercase S and 3.2 billion through clean water SRF lowercase S that can also be used to address PFAS in water this year, which is that thing you were talking about. 
Um, for the first time, EPA is issuing final health advisories for perfluorobutane sulfonic acid and its potassium salt, PFBS, and for hexafluoropropylene oxide. Should I share this? What am and I is ammonium salt. I mean, you can, but... Gen X chemicals is ammonium salt. Hexafluoropropylene oxide dimer acid. Holy shit. In chemical and product manufacturing, Gen X chemicals are considered a replacement for PFOA and PFBS is considered a replacement for PFOS. So I think this is like runoff from like manufacturing processes that they're forcing. So these are regulations that they're changing where runoff from manufacturing processes, they want companies, I guess, to substitute the chemicals that they were using PFAS for these Gen X and PFBS chemicals, which according to this article are considered a good replacement for got it and it's safer for our health yeah so that sounds like a good thing exactly that's what i say i don't have anything conspiratorial other than how the fuck bad is our water that they were like hey we can't even measure how bad it is because so little of this stuff has been terrible is what I, it's not like oh hey it's kind of bad that initial article i read was like this stuff is and then it gets into fluoride. That's actually mm. not good, man. That stuff fucks with you. But yeah. Um, so then the Biden administration said, all right, well, we're going to put $5 billion in grants that communities can apply for. They fill out an application process. And uh, those grants will allow them to basically get access to better testing, blah, 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 of their water, right? Yeah, that sounds right. To receive grant funding announced today through the bipartisan infrastructure law, states and territories should submit a letter of intent. The uh, bipartisan the can, infrastructure sorry, law, the infrastructure law, you keep talking about infrastructure. This is part of it. And what's weird is that uh, just several months ago, the construction crews came through my neighborhood and they've been going all through Denver, um, shutting off your water and installing a new main line from the old lead pipe to one that's not lead because lead. See, there you go. For you. It says so, these funds was... can be used in small or disadvantaged communities to address emerging contaminants like PFAS and drinking water through actions yeah. such as technical assistance, water quality testing, contractor training, and installation of centralized treatment technologies and systems. So there you go, bro. So here, but here's the thing that was before this article. This article is June 15th, 2022 from epa.gov. So Denver was way ahead of the curve. So I don't think Biden had shit to do with my upgrade. Oh, shit. Well, your local government did their job. Good job. Yeah. Laura Bobert, a patriot, getting things done. A patriot. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, so let's let's see how this officially as of June 15th, 2022, let's see how this $5 billion thing rolls out. Let's keep an eye on it. That's that's what I'm saying here with this article. Let's keep an eye on it. I don't know if my upgrade has anything to do with this because it was before, but that's interesting. You think Denver got the heads up and was like, let's just do it now. Kind of like with masks. There were businesses that were like, it's coming, so we might as well start wearing it. Maybe Denver was like, it's coming. We might as well upgrade these pipes now. It's kind of like with masks and it's kind of like with vaccines where uh, people who get severe COVID-19 are rarely unvaccinated individuals. What a segue that a survey was. reveals. <laughs> no, it's pretty terrible. Dude, uh, and this is medicaldaily.com, which <clears throat> seems like a legit 
publication. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. But okay. So the, I'll let you go ahead and why don't you kick this one off? A survey has found that people who did not get the vaccine had a lower rate of suffering severe COVID-19 amid the pandemic. They use natural products like vitamin D, vitamin C, zinc, quercetin, and drugs such as ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine. This is the medicaldaily.com, uh, medicaldaily.com. The survey uploaded uh, to the preprint data from more than 18,500 respondents from the control group with more than 300,000 overall participants. Uh, an analysis revealed that compared to those who got jabbed, unvaccinated people reported fewer hospitalizations. Many participants experienced discrimination for refusing the administration of genetic vaccines and struggled with mental health burdens due to the stigma in mostly vaccinated society. Dude, that's real, man. Cause when I was uh, working at comedy works, dude, I know you, you've shared the story, how like they yeah. definitely made you, it was definitely a stick stigmatized thing that you yeah. were unvaccinated. And-, and I knew what I was talking about when I told them I didn't like it and they still didn't want to hear any of it, even though they said, will respect your opinion before baiting me into getting totally disrespected. It's crazy, man. Like that's real stuff. Like if you had a different opinion and you know what? I regret getting the vaccine. No, at the, at the time I was like, whatever. I know what's yeah, I was too. Just get it. But like now I'm like, fuck. Now the go. thing about this, the survey is that the participant and it says this, I know. Yeah. Better. And we don't know the long-term effects. I genuinely do worry about 20 years from now yeah man you right. will you, i get well, I early we'll onset know. alzheimer's will i be able to have kids will i am, am i you know that sterilization theory and all that stuff mm-hmm. well the there's data dumps from pfizer coming out daily right now that they yeah. wanted to hide for 75 years so you can go look into it well i got the safe um, one i at least did my research and waited like the PS5, I still haven't bought one. I haven't heard any bad things, so I might go cough up the money. You know what I'm saying? The vaccine, I was like, all right. But at the same time, you don't have the long-term data. So it's like, fuck, man, I shouldn't have got it. And I don't like having have got gotten it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, me either. But, hey, too late now. Well, now, what I was saying was that a lot of the – well, these participants in the survey were uh, – self-selected and self-reported what the fuck does that mean it wasn't a it wasn't like random selection for the populations for the survey so you know um take that for what it's worth these are people that were like self-identifying like i'm unvaccinated so i'm like taking the survey to let you know that i got covid and never ended up hospital a lot you know what i mean like espousing their beliefs like the these oh. people that took the survey could have been ideologically driven in their responses which goes back to is medical daily a legit publication or is it some just they got a clever name i don't know they're, they're citing uh, uh, the epoch times right here a number of female participants suffered menstrual and bleeding abnormalities but, prompting the researchers who analyzed the data to surmise that the issues might have been caused by spike protein exposure and shedding as per the epoch times so Unrelated to this sus. article, I've also seen articles and things out there, maybe probably on Twitter and shit like that, if I'm being honest, about uh, boosted people catching COVID at a way higher rate than unboosted individuals. I'll tell you what, um, 
So, you know, not even just vaccinated or unvaccinated, but boosted versus just vaccinated. Boosted apparently is worse for you catching the disease. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not getting the booster. So that, yeah, fuck that. Like that. I draw the line after getting the first two shots. <laughs> after getting the first four microchips, <laughs> I, I'm drawing the line. Yeah, I've had enough. You know who else has had enough? Julian Assange has had enough. Oh, shit, Enough dude. of trying to get extradited back to the U.S. where he's probably not going to get a fair trial. Dude, I totally forgot about this one and I found some really interesting stuff. So let me pull that article up. Holy I, mackerel. So the house secretary is who signed the paper that made it official that he's going to be extradited, but her predecessor, Sajid David also did his fair share of approving the request to get him extradited in 2019. He moved on to the health and virus department during the pandemic and she came on board so it seems to me like there was all this card shuffling during the pandemic to get people to execute paperwork tasks shuffle them out move somebody else in, get the next step because they over there in the uk um they are not trying to protect assange and he was going to be extradited to sweden but then some rape allegations came up that stopped that from happening and it would have been a good thing if he would have went to sweden because they have better journalist laws it would have been like proper Mm. you know what i'm saying so they shut that shit down so you can tell how this is like all so yeah they're working the countries are working together to get him extradited back to the u.s almost I find it fascinating that there's actually people out there that we know, friends of ours, that if you talk about how Assange should be freed because the war crimes he exposed about, dude, 66,000 civilians were killed, it says right here, and prisoners tortured by Iraqi forces, like the American fought for the U.S. military Iraqi forces. Yeah, the American-aligned Iraqi forces. Dude, I mean, the... The war crime, the the drone bombings that Obama's guilty of, of all the shit Bush is guilty of. That's what this stuff exposes. It tears down everything. I feel like we should deep dive into WikiLeaks and actually look at all this. We stuff. probably should do a WikiLeaks episode. Yeah. And I think it got kind of co-opted later on at one point. From what I understand, listening to Robbie Martin, they started like the website started publishing some really suspect narrative, right wingy kind of stuff. So at some point it fell off, but the roots of Wiki. He's doing legit journalism for a little bit there. So yeah, man, this is big news. Whistleblowers within the uh, yeah scary stuff. What's her name? Um, The House Secretary. Yeah, she signed the paper and he's getting extradited to the U.S. I guess they got to do court paperwork now. He's, he's, he can appeal it, right? He can appeal it to the highest court oh, in the U.K. Did. And then if that doesn't work, he can go to the higher, the, the court in the Europe. I forget what it's called. It's in this article somewhere. See, this is where notes would come in handy, huh, Dylan? Instead yeah. Trying to go off the top of my head all the time. Yeah. So good. 10 years ago, it ruled extradition to the U.S. would not breach human rights, but expect the WikiLeaks founder to try fresh arguments not heard back then. So they're saying stuff like 
no it doesn't violate uh journalism basically doesn't well they're saying they can't prove that it it she had essentially she had no choice other than to sign the order um because it wouldn't be incompatible with his human rights because they couldn't prove that he would not be treated inappropriately essentially but that's the whole thing right here dude that's the catch he shouldn't have he shouldn't be where he is right now for the last decade anyway he reported war crimes journalism well they claim that his reporting put people lives. in danger yeah yeah look at what the military did and yet yeah, they, they want to talk about putting thousands lives in of danger. lives it's insane that people can justify thinking that us not having that information is better for the world. We need to know how many fucking people Obama, everybody's fucking hero, drone bomb the wedding, and the person wasn't even there. Ugh. Do you Ugh. know what I'm saying? Yes. That's this horrible. is facts, thanks to WikiLeaks, and you can't talk about it. And he's been in solitary confinement. He's been slandered in the media. He hasn't been able to speak. He's been lied about. It's been like tortured. I mean, our history with Guantanamo Bay and and torturing people there and covering it up during Obama's presidency, dude. I mean, nine eleven opened up the can of worms of torturing people indiscriminately at Guantanamo Bay. While, of course. Like clockwork, the news tells a different story. That's not happening. We're trying to shut. Remember all that? We're trying to shut down Guantanamo Bay with Trump. Mm -hmm. All this stuff was coming out, WikiLeaking. And they're trying to squash it because they've been illegally torturing people. Chelsea Manning, who's tied up in, in part of this wiki drop. So this this idea that people, it's it really blows my mind that people can think, oh, he's he should be tried. He's a bad guy. Yeah, like it's not going to violate his human rights if they bring him here. It's like it violates his human rights that he's been there for 10 years. Yeah, 10 years for a decade. And now everybody's awake and anti-war because Russia and Ukraine. Now people want to fly flags. No one's given a fuck about what we've been doing in the Middle East for the last 20 years. And then when somebody drops the bomb like WikiLeaks to prove it, do you know what I'm saying? It's really mind-blowing how fucking up their own asses. How hypocritical. Not how hypocritical. People, not some people, everybody around. If you bring this stuff up to lay people, they're going to be all for Ukraine. They're not going to know what the fuck you're talking about with the Middle East. They're going to say, yeah, but terrorists, right? Right. And they're they're going to say things like uh, Julian Assange, but like Pamela Anderson, but they're like right wing, like QAnon or something, right? Like, like what even, what are those documents? Like, what are you talking about? Like people can just make stuff up on it. That's where people go. I've had these conversations. People can just make stuff up on the internet. That's what they say. So you've never even looked at it. You're just saying it's so crazy, man. It's really wild. It's priority. And all points. me and you were talking about is facts here. We're not conspiring. Like he dropped the truth on war crimes. What the fuck is the hang up here? And now he's getting extradited. So it's, it's, it doesn't violate his human rights, but I'm saying his human rights have already been violated. So that's a brilliant way to deflect from the problem. It's like this, it's so brilliant the way the the media and the system just control narratives and skate through. 
and give the layman the talking points. And then, yeah, and the layman people all around us, friends we know that we'll talk to, say things like, oh, it doesn't matter. I just try to not pay attention. It's like it does fucking matter because inflation just happened in front of our eyes. After two years of getting denied health care and watching businesses crash because masks, bro. And people are still like, <laughs> politics that matter. Like, shut the fuck up, dude. We're living in every day how it matters. Like, get the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah, it definitely matters. It's crazy to get into what else matters. Yeah. What something with the black plague? (laughs) Yeah. Figuring out where, how pandemics start so that we could prevent them in the future, which is why it's cool that they finally found ground zero for where the black death finally started from. Yeah. Who would have thought dude, North Kyrgyzstan in the late 30s. <clears throat> Kyrgyzstan. Kyrgyzstan. That's where Valentina Shevchenko is from, the bullet. Mm-hmm. The reigning, defending. Pretty pretty area. I looked at the lake, the lake in that area where oh, it came show from. Me, I bet they got some beautiful golf courses in Kyrgyzstan. Let me, uh, let me screen share that. This is the, the lake they found the cemetery at, right? Where they, listen can to you turn episode? on screen sharing? We got about five minutes left. Oh, I got to redo this. Yeah. That's that's cool. This is the last article. They found ground zero where the black plague. Oh, we could do the uh, yeah. Oh, that would be a beautiful golf course. Look at that. Wait, look at this is the lake they found it at. Like how dope. <clears throat> beautiful lake. Yeah. Wow. I think so. You just said dope. You're changing, bro. Ever I know. Since I'm you signed changed, a record deal, man. you changed. Such an asshole. I wanted to zoom out and show you where it was in relation to Russia and everything. You should have got Google a Google Maps is not Google Maps is not cooperating. That's oh, there slow, we go. Slow ass Mac you got. You should have got a, a it's Lenovo. just slow ass internet. Shut the fuck up. Should have got a Chromebook. So this is the lake they found. The uh they basically uh how many bodies did they dig up, Dylan? I don't know. In the area. It was it was it was 70? a quite a few. 300 or 600. I wonder where this is at in relation to the Ural Mountains that we were talking about. 30 skeletons. Pretty close. 30 skeletons. So there's 30 skeletons. They, uh, they took a DNA from these skeletons, ancient DNA. Oh my God, they had to abbreviate, abbreviate it like that. Like we wouldn't know what they were talking about and uh they basically cross-referenced the dna with uh, their journals um and the headstones in the area to figure out like which bodies belong to who and they found the bacterium for the black plague in i think three of the bodies no That's seven of the bodies So there you go. Started in Kyrgyzstan. I thought it was pretty fascinating that they had journals. See, this article, you know what was misleading about this article? What? I thought that, you know, it says ground zero for the black death finally found. The first sentence says the origins of the deadly black death have been discovered more than 600 years after it entered the human population. But they're really just talking about the geographic location. They didn't talk about the, do we, and maybe this is my ignorance, do we know the origins of the Black Death? Like what causes the Black Death? Is it Um, rats? Is it 
like did it jump from obviously it jumped from probably human to animal right but what animal in what relation were those animals living to humans at the time you know was it because we were not being sanitary like what 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 the fuck happened yeah right i that's what i thought this article was going to go over so i was kind of like when it was just like about the i I see the location what did happen wasn't it just living dirty and not having plumbing so poo and pee and rats and food that would make sense to me yeah living in the 1300s but that's and and then that's not really a a plague though it's just bad hygiene until people die it's like calling alcoholism a sickness like you drank yourself to death like if you're living dirty and you only get sick and die, that's not a plague. You're fucking nasty. You know what I'm saying? So what, yeah. yeah. So now I'm back to like what? what Sorry, did, I, ruined, I ruined it for you. What did start the Black Plague? I'm going to brave that. So yeah, they went to the site after noticing the number of burials, uh, spike in the number of burials from 1338 to 1339. And there were 30 skeletons and found the bacterium in seven individuals. Or they took DNA from seven and found bacterium in three. What were you saying? Uh, Britannica says the disease was likely transmitted from rodents to humans. Like I said, rats. By the bite of infected fleas. Oh, infected fleas. That's fucking horrifying. That sounds like bullshit, dude. And it says likely, so they don't know. Hmm. All right. Well, we know it came from Kyrgyzstan. Uh, well, that was see, that's still not even the origin. It's just the earlier date they found it. Do you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's we interesting. Think, the black. So it's not really even there. a plague. It's just them being fucking nasty. So that's the thing. Like the system always wants us to believe the most ridiculous things, and they do. Like the black plague. If you bring it up and you ask these questions, like what actually happened, they won't be able to have the conversation because they'll keep resorting back to rodents, dude. It's like, yeah, likely rodents. Yeah, but that's what all the experts agreed on. All the experts that are allowed to talk, (laughs) not the ones that got shut up because that, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And it's really like every everything dude everything there's a mainstream narrative that people they're parent the talking points of they don't think outside of this it's really interesting the psychology of that like how people when they start to think about something they still think along the lines of what the system allows them like they're only thinking along the lines of how rodents could give it to humans. Well, they probably been. It was like, get out of that thinking, dude. What if it wasn't rodents? Like, get out of that thinking. You know what I'm saying? The lo- the word likely here is so critical. It's like it might be something else too. Yeah, we don't. We, we the fact is we don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just riffing about people who like can't. I might be in my own cycles too, but at the same time, it's like, dang, bro. We need to trip on mushrooms more to get rid of the past and their the the ruts in their mind so that they can start to explore new thought patterns. Did you hear that explosion? No. Oh, firework went off. Yeah. Um, 
you know, there's people who, when they smoke weed or something, they're like, ah, it just made me all nervous and I didn't like it. So I don't do it. And then, you know, I want to explain that's why you should do it because these panics and these thoughts, that's a real part of your mind. That's there. And when people say things like, oh, I don't smoke because it just makes me feel that way. To me, what I hear is I don't want to face it. Yeah. So I just, you know what I'm saying? Because they don't understand weed to begin with. It's not this thing that's just fun. Like you got to face what happens. It is a tool. You can use it to have fun and you got to get past all that. Like you smoke weed and you got to get ready for like, I'm probably going to get real paranoid about that interaction I'm having with my boss today. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. You get used to how you you learn yourself and you kind of face these things it brings to the but some people they don't even understand that. So they they think avoid it altogether. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tripping mushrooms and stuff. Yeah. There's even that. There's people who think inside this. And this then if you bring like, up like a- no, it, it presents yourself to yourself and you use it like a tool. Then you're this hippie woo-woo dude. So it's just such a weird world we live in. It's becoming more mainstream though. And it's good news about all this stuff. It's like people, more and more people are starting to think in this way. I'm having more and more conversations with people that think about these concepts that we're discussing, you know, media roots did a deep dive recently. This is the last thing I'll say, but they did like a four part series on the history of psychedelics in the U S and Robbie Martin actually shares an opposite sentiment. He's like, I don't, he, his take is always pretty shockingly not what my take is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It calibrates me because I'm like, fuck, what am I missing here? Because that's what I would think is like, it's getting more mainstream and it's good. And then you hear Robbie and it's like, oh, this might not be good. This actually connects to like a a weird history as far as how popular it was actually in the 50s in magazines of microdosing mushrooms and stuff. And oh, for real? Like, yeah, there's this whole lineage of how it's been portrayed in the media and how it's shaped culture and what it is now. And then like Joe Rogan, Robbie basically is like, yeah, and then Joe Rogan blew the can open for all the bros. And that's totally true because it's just a bunch of bros that are like, oh, dude, do DMT and I'm fucking meditate. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to fucking do kettlebells and I'm going to be an entrepreneur and I'm microdust. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like combined with layers of CIA ops over the years, it might not be so good that because these psychedelics, this is part of the MK ultra studies was using psychedelics to allow the mind to be more suggestible. Yeah. And we did a whole you, episode on it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So defer back to that. So when you're talking about this being in the masses mainstream, and then you're talking about the digital age we live in, where MK Ultra is still going on, baby. Fair you know enough. And you're microdosing every day, consuming your your electronic media through you, your social through your social media f- app where the algorithm is feeding you whatever it needs to feed you, and you're looking at that shit while you're on shrooms, microdosed. Oh fuck. Like everything across the board, you've got a suggestible population who doesn't believe in propaganda and you're the CIA, you own the media, you own, 
even if you're a candy Bro, company and I you're think distributing is... candy, you still have yeah. to work with a umbrella company. Like it, everything that happens, the golf balls I bought, like everything, the payment system, PayPal. So if they don't like me and I'm a domestic terrorist and I get, they flag my Google account and it connects all the way across where I sign in with my Google. Bro, all of a sudden, marker, like, mark of the beast. The answer is Jesus. Answers not Jesus, man. No, I'm just joking. But I am listening. I, I do. I'm sorry. I was trying to make light of it. But of what, what was I saying? I know I threw you, you way threw the fuck off. off. Jesus. But fucking. You You're know. talking about PayPal, how they can shut your account off saying you're a domestic terrorist. Yeah. Um, a, a suggestible population and the CIA and they own this propaganda. Umbrella companies. Everything you do, it goes to the top. Like everything comes from the top. So if you got a suggestible population and you're just sprinkling everything they need, like hamster food, you give it 15 years. This isn't hard to do. All you have to do is be the American government right now. That's and it. Play the, and play the long game. Yeah, play the long game, control narratives. Hey, this thing's going to kick us off in less than a minute. All right, yeah. Wrap Any it up. Buy the jam balls. New jam tape. Go listen to it. It's fun. I'm checking my analytics. Nobody listened. That's all right. I listened a lot. It's fucking cool, though. And uh, so y'all go buy our jam balls and go to Jesse's next show because he's not sleeping. That's how hard he works. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. All right. See y'all next week. Later. Later.